Hello everyone, I'm Colton Studler, and I'm Kate McChesney, and welcome to Plug In, the podcast where we talk everything about video games. On today's episode, we'll take a look into the past as we talk about the general history of video games and how the way we play these games has changed over the years. With this introduction out of the way, let's plug in. Video games. Regardless of the genre, platform, or player count, video games have been a mainstay in several cultures around the globe. But how do these video games go from a simple computer to a massive AAA title? This is where we have to go back, back to the few, I mean 1940, which is the year when the first video game was created. In 1940, at the World Fairs in New York, Edward U. Condon invented a computer that played a game called NIM against human competitors. The computer won 90% of the time. From the 40s up to the 60s, several computer games were created. However, they could only run on the large computers that took up an entire room. But, in 1967, Ralph Baer invented a prototype multiplayer, multi-program video game system that could be played on a television. This was known as the Brown Box, the first ever console. Baer ended up licensing his box to Magnavox, which took the system, renamed it, and launched it as the Magnavox Odyssey in 1972. In that same year, Atari released Pong. Eventually, in 1977, Atari also released its video computer system, or better known as the Atari 2600, which featured games like Donkey Kong, Space Invaders, and Frogger. Those years marked the beginning era of the home console. However, in 1983, due to an oversaturated game console market, intense competition for computer gaming, and numerous low-quality games, such as the infamous E.T. game, led to a crash in the North American video game industry. This crash resulted in bankruptcies of home computer and video game console companies. Now, the industry began to recover in 1985 when a Japanese company called Nintendo released the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES for short, in the United States. Not long after the NES, Nintendo released the Game Boy, a handheld gaming system, in 1989. In that same year, Sega released the Genesis console in North America, and with the help of Sonic the Hedgehog's debut in 1991, Sega was starting to beat Nintendo. In response to Sega's Blue Hedgehog, Nintendo launched the Super NES console, also launching the first console war. This war also led to the rise of classic franchises such as Mortal Kombat and Doom, which eventually led to the creation of the Entertainment Software Rating Board, or ESRB for short, which is still used today to rate video games based on their content. Not only did the rise of 3D games begin in 1995, but a new contender stepped into the ring of the video game industry, Sony. With the release of the PlayStation, Sega's Saturn system, and the Nintendo 64, Sony would find itself on top of the video game market. Eventually, stopped making consoles after the commercial flop of the Dreamcast, which released in 1999, which led to Microsoft entering the ring in 2001 with the first Xbox. Despite the popular home consoles, computer gaming received a much-needed boost in 2003 as they released Steam, a digital distribution platform that allowed players to download and play games from their PCs. 
Towards the end of the 2000s, Facebook and mobile devices became the forefront for a casual gaming experience. With titles such as Farmville, Angry Birds, and Plants vs. Zombies, the early 2010s brought the video game industry Minecraft, the Oculus Rift, and mature storytelling games like The Last of Us and Papers, and even free-to-play games. With the end of the 2010s, the video game market is filled with hundreds of games, ranging from AAA behemoths to the independent developer's idea come true. As for the gaming consoles, Sony has released the PlayStation 5, Microsoft released its Series X and Series S consoles, and Nintendo continues the handheld theme with the Nintendo Switch. With that out of the way, we're going to move into our questions now. And our first one is, what do you think was one of the most important moments in the video game industry? So Colton, we're going to open up the floor with you. Thank you, Cade. I would argue that one of the most important moments in video game history was the release of Wolfenstein and Doom. These two games set the bar, especially Doom, had set the bar for all first-person shooter games. And granted, they were met with some people who argued that violent video games causes violence in people. But yet, these games still continue to sell today. For example, with Call of Duty Warzone being the latest title in the Call of Duty franchise. So it just goes to show you that even way back when, when these old, old games were released, they still had a lasting impact. And they even received reboots of their own titles even to this day, with Wolfenstein The New Order, Wolfenstein The Old Blood, and the 2016 version of Doom and Doom Eternal. So, I'm going to turn it right back to Kate and ask the same question as well. Thank you for your opinions. I would argue that the Nintendo Game Boy's release was easily, without a doubt, one of the biggest moments in gaming history. This is because the Game Boy led to a new wave of portable gaming, where people can play it on the schoolyard, they can play it on the bus, they can play it in the mall, they can play it in a store, they can play it on their couch, their room, wherever. The possibility was endless as long as you had a charging cable. Because of that, that also created a whole bunch of brand new games that were specifically designed to be made smaller into a more rectangular shape. Whereas before, every game was on a disc that was rounded, it was larger. And these Game Boy discs, or cards I should say, and what led to eventually the Nintendo DS systems in the current way that Nintendo still uses their games in the design that the Switch uses. Thank you, Kate. All very reasonable opinions there. Now we've got one more question for this bit, and that is, going forward, what do you think will happen in the next chapter of video game history? Cade, the floor is yours. Thanks, Colton. I'm going to say, if I had given the market right now, I have a very strong feeling that Nintendo is going to continue their trend that they started with the Switch and Switch Lite consoles of you have a console that can play on a TV, has a dock, everything, but that console can also double up as a 3DS and travel with you wherever you are going. The Switch as of last year was the most selling console, so Nintendo knows that what they're doing is successful, so I don't see them changing that. Whereas for the Xbox, I could also see them continuing what they're doing with having their main consoles, but I wouldn't also be surprised if they make a hybrid console too, considering that we recently had the ability for certain Android devices to sync up to a X-Grid or something, I forget the name of that at the moment, but basically you could connect your phone to it and play games from your Xbox, on your phone just like a controller which given that there's only a couple of devices that that works for that I know of last I checked I could also Sony dipping into that as well okay then well that's some definitely some interesting thoughts so 
what I would say is going to happen, uh, and might happen in our the next couple of chapters of video game history, is one, we are still going to have a lot of gaming consoles, and probably will do, because there have been recent attempts, take uh, Google Stadia for example, there have been attempts to make this all-purpose, all-using, uh, omniscient uh, controller slash system where you can play all games from. And concerning the Stadia's failure, we're not quite there yet. So I believe we will still have a good number of consoles before something like the Stadia or an improved version of that will come around. Secondly, VR, I believe VR will become more accessible to people. Uh, with the Oculus Rift and the current Oculus, which I believe is the Oculus Quest, um, can come at some pretty high prices, but I believe uh, as time goes on, those become more accessible, and we will see a lot more of VR gaming in a lot of households. And then finally, this concerns with more of mobile games, and we might see a mobile game crash, kind of like the North American video game industry crash that happened. Granted, there is a lot of mobile games, and most of the mo and probably all of the mobile games are up in the cloud for you to download. However, there is a lot, and I mean a lot of games that run in the same theme, whether you're collecting heroes and villains, or you're simply doing strategic combat, or if it's even just something like an idle simulator, the market for those games is just completely oversaturated. And I know listeners alike, and I would assume Cade, myself, we have seen multiple, multiple ads for these games on YouTube or any other social platforms like Facebook or Instagram. So there might be a crash in which a lot of these low-quality games might just get be gone. We won't see them, so who knows? But it would be interesting to see what will happen with the mobile game, uh, the mobile game environment. Going off that, because you actually brought up a really good point on a video I was watching yesterday. Going back to those mobile game ads, there have been multiple studies and such that have shown that what we see in those ads equates to maybe like five to ten percent of the actual gameplay of those games. So going off of that, I'd also like to kind of mention that I also see those types of games fading out, but more of like the games that are like, say, Clash of Clans style, where you're building a town or a city or something, or you're working with other people to create something bigger, better, whatever. I don't, I feel like those games are going to stay around for times to come, but like, more like the puzzle games, like say Candy Crush or the Millions of Clones that that's created. Those are the game mobile games that I don't see staying around for too much longer. Well said, Cade. Now we'll be moving on to the plug-in press, where we talk everything about gaming news. For this week's plug-in press, we've got some pretty bad news. LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has been delayed again. On April 2nd, TT Games tweeted that, quote, We won't be able to make our intended spring release, but we'll provide updated launch timing as soon as possible, end quote. The spring release date was itself a delay from the 2020 launch window uh, meant first mentioned at E3. Despite this lack of a release date, the Skywalker Saga will be releasing for PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and the Xbox Series X and Series S. And players will be able to explore all levels from the nine major Star Wars films. However, we do have some good news. 
Star Wars fans can relive the exciting first-person shooter campaign of Star Wars Republic Commando, now on the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and PS5, via backwards compatibility. Costing $15, this version will not have the multi multiplayer mode from the original game, but it does include modernized controls, and it will focus and center around the story of Delta Squad, an elite team made up of clone commandos. Star Wars Republic Commando is also available on the Xbox systems via backwards compatibility and on the PC. And then finally, for our fact of the day, this is something I actually found a few hours before we started filming this. The creator of the Super Smash Bros. series, Mr. Sakurai, has confirmed in an interview that he considers Smash for the 3DS and Smash for the Wii U as two completely different entries into the Smash Brothers franchise. This also means that he considers Smash Bros. Ultimate as the sixth entry into this franchise. That's quite a lot of Smash, if you ask me. Now, before we end this episode, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to this episode of Plug In. If you like what we do, share this with your friends and have them tune in to future episodes on Enboro Now. Thanks for listening to Plug In. I'm Colton. And I'm Cade. And it's time for us to unplug. Goodbye, and have a good night. <laughs>